Good day. I'm Martin Webb, and welcome to the Climate Report, broadcasting every second and fourth Thursday on KVMR FM at 6:30 p.m. We recently sat down and interviewed two inspiring local women. First was Christine Newsom, co-president of Nevada City Rotary and member of the Nevada County chapter of Climate Action Now about a unique and relatively new local event that recycles lithium, cobalt, and other minerals found in home gadgets. And then we spoke to Shirley Frerichs, a leader at Waste Not Nevada County and member of the group Elders Climate Action, about reducing plastic consumption, which is what research shows can be an important step in taking climate action. Please note all climate reports are archived on the podcast page at kvmr.org. Let's start with Christine Newsom about this Saturday's unique event. Christine, thanks for joining us here on KVMR. I'm really excited to hear about this event that allows local citizens to play their part in taking climate action. Tell us a little bit about this event and the basics. Um, remind listeners again the, the date, the time, the place. Okay, the um, rechargeable battery recycling event will be this coming Saturday, April 15th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and it's at the Rood Center, that's the county government center um, in Nevada City, right off uh, Highway 49. You just enter at the main entrance, and you'll see signs and directions where to drive. And this is just a drop-off event. People can come prepared and just drive up and, and hand over whatever goods they have. That's right. There will be volunteers that who will uh, take the devices that you bring uh, from your trunk or your car. Now, we were both talking before we sat down for this interview about how important it is to distinguish this event from what people are more familiar with, which are e-waste events, which is any sort of electronic gadget, come and throw it away or dispose of it, so to speak. Um, you want to make very clear that this is not an e-waste event and that this is specifically about devices that have rechargeable batteries. Tell us a little bit about how to distinguish what to bring versus what not to bring and what items folks should bring, because we certainly don't want people to not act based on confusion. So give us some clarity on what you guys would like to see when folks come on Saturday. Sure. The easiest way to keep straight what is e-waste and what is not is uh, anything with a cord, is e-waste. And certainly we want you to recycle those things, but that's not what our event is about. So if it is a cord, that's not what we're trying to collect. Rather, we are uh, collecting anything that is rechargeable. That can include many things. Rechargeable batteries themselves, um, old cell phones, laptops, tablets, Um, And we'll talk about the security of your data in just a moment. But um, also devices that have in them um, rechargeable batteries like electric toothbrushes, wireless headphones, power power tool batteries, Bluetooth speakers, smartwatches, video game controllers, and there's a lot more. If you think of anything that you put into a cradle or a charger to get recharged, and you're no longer using it for any reason, that's what we want. And uh, I was also fascinated and and relieved to hear that folks don't necessarily have to figure out how to pick out the battery itself. It's a matter of just bringing the device 
that has the battery inside of it. Uh, if I understand correctly, uh, people don't even need to bring the charging cable. If you have an old cell phone, just bring the cell phone with the battery in it. Don't bring the charging cable. Don't worry about popping out the batteries, but bring the devices with the battery in them. Is that correct? Absolutely. Exactly. Where these are all going is a company um, out of Carson City, Nevada called Redwood Materials. And this company was started by a man named J.B. J.B. Strobel, I think is his name. He was vice president of Tesla. And so these people are trained in disassembling devices that have these rechargeable batteries in them. They've been trained. That's their job. So you don't have to worry about doing that. What they do with the... Um, with, with the batteries when they, once they get them in hand is they extract the minerals in them, primarily lithium, cobalt, nickel, those are the big ones, and reuse them. And they have techniques that can get 95% of the nickel and cobalt out and over 80% of the lithium. Even, and this is even a battery that will no longer charge. So the minerals are capable of being almost 100% renewable over and over again. It was fascinating. I I, um, was reading in the press release that the Nevada City Rotary had put out how one of the largest untapped and unused lithium mines in the country is really the junk drawers of all of our citizens. That um, that what you're really doing is is a mining operation. We have a lithium mine here in Nevada County. If you think of it that way, it's all of this stuff that we're sitting on. And I have to admit, I've got old cell phones. I still have my old flip phone as well as an earlier smartphone. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different items here, the smart watches, video game controllers, Bluetooth speakers, even vapes for people who are smokers that use vape pens that have rechargeable lithium ion batteries. Those, this is an excellent opportunity to do your mining and every part of of any of these minerals that is reused and recycled saves that much more from having to be mined freshly, which we all know research is showing can be you know quite damaging on the environment. Absolutely. It's damaging no matter where it takes place. But in particular with cobalt, which is found almost exclusively in uh, DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, and um, lithium, which is primarily found in the highlands of Bolivia and um, Chile, they, as you might imagine, their mines are operated with far worse um, environmental controls and humanitarian controls than in this country. And uh, it's pretty heartbreaking to see some of the children employed in the mines there. So for every one of our devices that can be recycled, that's that much less that needs to be mined abroad. Yeah, and absolutely. And of course, what we've been understanding and listeners of the Climate Report know that as part of our transition to greener, more renewable energy, um, battery storage is a big part of that for devices, for vehicles, for renewable energy utility companies. So this is a way for people to actually play their part in helping with that green energy transition. We need battery materials and the ability to reuse what we have is a powerful way of acting and, and keeping things in the loop as opposed to, you know, our society tends to discard and dispose of. And what we've learned is in nature, there's no such thing as waste. There's just no such exactly. thing as waste. It's, it's a human invention. Well, I, one question I had was, 
This is, you know, an event put on by Nevada City Rotary in conjunction with 49er Rotary. Is this a national Rotary effort or is this something that is more regional? You know, how did you all come across this idea? Is it bottom up or, or top down? And how often will Rotary be doing these events? Um, good question. This idea was generated by a Rotarian down in the Los Altos Rotary Club who communicated with a professor at Stanford as to what is the, one of the most important things we can do about helping the issue of battery storage of renewable energy. And this professor told her getting to, uh, citizens to do just what we're talking about. She started an effort down there in Silicon Valley and has tried to get this going nationally. She's developed a website and so forth. And so there are rotary clubs throughout the United States that are doing this and hopefully soon throughout the world. Now, I noticed that in the press release, this is the second that you've done. Uh, when was the first one? And is this an annual thing or seasonally or quarterly or just whenever people have the gumption and the volunteers to be able to make it happen? Because I imagine that, um, you know, folks, if they know this is going to happen regularly, can then sit on their items as opposed to not knowing what to do in between these these events. So, you know, when was the last one and when might the next one be? The last one, our first, was March of last year, 2022. It was held up at the Lytton Building in Grass Valley. Um, it went well, although it was not as well attended as we had hoped, and that was due to publicity. And this is still a pretty novel concept to, I'd say, the majority of people. We've tried harder with our publicity this year, and uh, it's education, education, education. Uh, so to answer your question, are we going to do it again? Certainly yearly, I am trying to arrange with Redwood Material if we can um, get a container per, to put perhaps at the Root Center for ongoing collection, but that hasn't been decided yet. Great. Okay. And then for um, more information or contact info about this event, um, is there a website for either um, Redwood Materials or for the Rotary? What can people do if they want to know more about this or maybe even spread this type of activity elsewhere to other groups and communities? Yes, I'll give you two websites um, or two contacts. One is redwoodmaterials.com, and that company tells you a wealth of information about this whole subject with the background and so forth. If you'd like to contact someone about this particular event, that would be me, and I'll give you my uh, email. Uh, it's Chris, C-H-R-I-S dot Newsom, N-E-W-S-O-M, the number one at gmail.com. And I'll repeat that. Chris, C-H-R-I-S dot Newsom, N-E-W-S-O-M, the number one at gmail.com. Well, thanks so much for spending time um, educating us and the listeners. And before we go, give us the the date and the time and the location and the basic details again on this event this Saturday. All right. It's the lithium-ion battery recycling event. And you can think of it in general terms as rechargeable battery recycling event happening this Saturday, April 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., at the Rood Center or the County Government Center in Nevada City. 
And for more information as far as questions about what they can bring, how to bring items, um, I think one of the things that we touched on too was for any personal devices that have information, make sure that you wipe them clean, restore them to factory settings, any batteries that might be loose, put them in, in baggies, any other last minute details that folks should know as they rush to become lithium and cobalt miners in their own house and bring these to the event? Um, I'm glad you reviewed uh, security on the data. Please do wipe the data. But if by some chance you've forgotten or it didn't work, just know that once Redwood Materials takes possession of this uh, material, um, they secure it. They keep it locked up and until they literally destroy the device in the process of recycling. Well, we've been joined by Christine Newsom. She's the co-president of Nevada City Rotary and also a member of the local Nevada County chapter of Climate Action Now. Thank you so much. And we hope people take advantage of these creative opportunities to take part in personal climate action. Next, let's hear from Shirley Frericks. So I'm sitting here with Shirley Frericks, one of our local community movers and shakers in the realm of climate action and reducing waste, reducing plastic, all of these things. And recently I got an email from Shirley where she talked about all of the different things that are at play here in the community. And on the climate report, it's become really important for us to make sure that we're giving you information that's really relative to the community. Locals are doing things and how can other locals participate. So I'm really pleased to be joined here with Shirley. Thanks for spending time with us, Shirley. Thank you for inviting me. And what I want to do is make sure first that I tout all of the different groups that you are a part of, because a lot of folks aren't even aware of these different organizations. And so um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you are on the leadership team of the Nevada County Chapter of Climate Action Now. And then there is actually a, a very important subgroup, a subcommittee of that called Waste Not Nevada County. You're one of the leaders of Waste Not. And then you mentioned how you're also a member of the Elders Climate Action, which is another local group that folks might be interested in. And then a local affiliate for Beyond Plastic, as well as so many other um, organizations and modes of action. So I'm really pleased to to have you here. Tell me first a little bit about what we were just chatting about before the interview. You just came back from the Bioneers Conference, and you're feeling pretty jazzed about that. Can you share that jazz with our listeners? <laughs> you bet. You bet. Well, you know, with three days of wonderful speakers and wonderful everything, and the two major messages that I take home is, one, things are happening. You know, it's a process where we're coming out of, you know, this this bad time of, of, uh, of recycling and trying to say no more. And, and we're, we're re- re- rebuilding. We've got a lot of new laws coming. A lot of new startups are coming. Even, you know, little things in the industry are starting to happen. So it's all starting. And so it's a process and we have to be patient, but we have to do our parts and do them together. This is the other big piece is each one of us has has a part to play. And we want to join the orchestra, join the jazz ensemble and, and, and make it happen together. So, you know, and I have organizations here, the elders and, and the waste not. We'd love to have you involved and, and, and help us to, to do it and we can do it together. Now, one of the, the biggest focal points that I've seen the, your mission has been in the community has been continuing to lead us towards a direction of reducing our plastic use. 
um, making sure we understand when we can reuse plastic, how to avoid it, what's being recycled, what isn't, what's refillable. And I was impressed recently with all the different lists of things that are happening from uh, local ordinances, for example, up in Truckee to state laws, uh, SB 54. Can you tell us a little bit about what you see happening on the local level with Truckee's ordinance and restaurants and then what's happening on the state level? Yeah, uh, in in the plastic realm, you know, there's no way we're getting rid of all plastic. <laughs> but single-use plastic, that's the most important piece that we want to, to reduce and bring awareness to because single-use means it's usually a packaging thing, a little pouch of sauce or, or a package of plastic you pick up at the store. And that's, you know, you take it home, you take the stuff out, and you throw it away. And what happens to it? It goes to landfill and it goes to methane and it goes to greenhouse gases and, and we got a climate problem. <clears throat> so the first thing is that we, we, we know we can reduce that. Um, <clears throat> single use plastic. And that's one of the things I'm working on here with Nevada City Chamber of Commerce. And, and we're starting to work with the restaurants. We want to bring the Truckee ordinance here. <laughs> and what it says is, you know, everything that our restaurants and takeouts and so forth use needs to be recyclable, compostable. And that's a big step. So if you as a listener can be aware of that when you go to take something out, what are they using? Are they using styrofoam? Oh my God. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the worst of all because it, it breaks up into microplastics <clears throat> and then that goes into everything, including human bodies, you know. So, you know, we, we want to switch that over and you as a customer can say, you know what, Th- this really isn't okay for the environment or for me, you know. I can, what else do you have, you know? So that's the most important thing we can do is to stop using it, say no, and, and give alternatives. So if you want to contact me, <clears throat> we'll give you that later. We can contact me. I can give you all kinds of information about substitutes and alternatives. So when it comes to plastic, you know, a lot of folks, aren't quite sure of the connection between the climate and plastic because there are environment, it's an environmental problem that a lot of people are aware of. But what folks aren't aware of, unless you're a regular listener here of the climate report is there's a lot of emissions related to the production of plastic. Um, and that the petroleum companies, the fossil fuel companies, we've talked about this in the past here on the show. They see the handwriting on the wall that society is going to demand less of their products for transportation and energy. And so their focus is on plastic. Last year, we read an article where uh, the petroleum industry has told their shareholders, don't worry, we're planning on tripling the output of plastic by mid-century, by 2050. And, you know, what I find fascinating is the, the idea that, you know, people are repulsed at oil spills that come out of the ground or in the ocean and, and create environmental damage. But all of the plastic around us is another version of an oil spill, basically. It's, <laughs> it's hardened oil and wherever we see it, and it's actually inside of our bodies. And taking that plastic and distributing it out through the entire biosphere, it's in water, it's in plants, it's in animals, it's in us, it's in placentas, that's making it that much harder for our ecological systems to repair themselves. So just know when it comes to reducing plastic, it is striking at the heart of our issues, which is pulling fossil fuels out of the ground and converting them into things that might have some sort of short-term gain, but really long-term, this is creating quite a problem. And as you and I have talked, it's a tsunami that we continually have to push 
back again. So uh, I hopefully our listeners are encouraged that things are happening in the local level and in Truckee and local restaurants. Tell me a little bit about SB 54, though. Not a lot of people are familiar with what's been happening on the state level with plastics. Uh, can you talk a little bit about SB 54? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we <clears throat> there was a recycling commission uh, started in 2020 and just ended for two years, and they did great work. So they have a lot of bills that have come out of that awareness on how do we get rid of it, how do we reduce it, how do we really recycle stuff. So that one will eventually, I think by 2032, require all the manufacturers, distributors, stores that want to sell something in a package in California, it must be recyclable or compostable, certified recyclable or compostable. Now, that's going to make a huge difference. Um, <clears throat> and But in the meantime, there's a lot you can do <laughs> and we can do and I can do. There are alternatives like refilling. You know, just refill the, the the containers you have. I mean, did you know that vodka and water is one of the best cleaners ever? <laughs> I use it. Vinegar and water. I can make my own. There are now at Gaia Soap, they have the you know, little tablets that you can put in to the water that makes a cleaning agent. Um, there, baking soda is another one. I mean, there's a lot of natural things that we can use. We don't need to keep buying those big jugs of things. And, and you know, big, speaking of big jugs, you know, laundry detergent. Those are giant things, you know, and, and look at the room they take up on your, on your shelf. You can buy little laundry leaves and they do a great job. You know, again, Guy has them, Briar Patch has them. Uh, so there are lots of alternatives. And if you want to stop by Earth Fest on the Sunday, the 23rd of April, Nevada City Earth Fest, uh, we're going to have a plastics booth there. We're going to have a lot of information on the kinds of things that you can do to refill, replace, uh, and <clears throat> you know things you can things you can do. So the refill, reuse. Now, you know this Truckee ordinance basically says you know we're going to have to start using our own cups. You know, bring our own cups and bring our own. Um, uh, drink, drink cups, cups, you know, no more plastic bottles, no more plastic. We got to get rid of the plastic bottle thing. Um, and so you can bring your own bottle everywhere. And, and there's a law that a lot of people don't know about that when you go to a deli or a store, you are, it, the law says you can bring your own container. So you don't need to take yet another plastic container, uh, of stuff from the deli of any, any store. So remember that one. Yeah, I've, I've actually, um, as you're talking, I'm reminded of how um, more food trucks at events, I've seen more and more of them use products that either um, some you might have to pay a small deposit and you bring the plate or the cup back. Um, but those types of locations mm-hmm. have been also making a change. And, and you know, I know that for, for me, it's been extraordinarily difficult when I go through even a natural foods grocery store, everything must come with a coating of oil. And with a, it's got to have a bubble of plastic around it. You know, if we're not going to burn it for our vehicles, gosh darn it, they're going to cover everything possible with it. And, and I have been making my own choices. If I'm going to buy mustard or, or salad dressing and I have a choice of glass versus plastic, I'm going to pay more for the glass because I know that it's worth it and that uh, it's going to make more of a difference. I, I even made the change recently to shampoo. I discovered that there's a Northern California women-owned company that makes a shampoo bar yeah. that's in cardboard packaging, yes. Yes. and it works great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I think you and I can agree on is that our society has made 
um, some of the most damaging products and behaviors the most convenient. You know, That's it's way, it, the big thing. It's way easier to, to mm-hmm. run through a fast food from an out-of-town corporation right. than growing your own and, and, and making your own. And so yeah. you really do have to hunt mm-hmm. and pack and send those dollar signals with your money votes that, you know, I, I don't want this. I want right. more of that. And say it out loud. The customer voice makes a difference. And they hear enough customers saying, you know what? I don't do plastic. What else do you have? I won't buy that yeah. in, in, in plastic. You know, come up with something different. I mean, I, this doesn't relate necessarily to the climate, but one of the things I want to mention is that a recent study showed that some of the chemical compounds and molecules in plastics that come in contact with our food actually are triggering obesity for some people. And that part of the obesity mm-hmm. epidemic mm-hmm. isn't just exercise and diet, but it's actually plastics interfering with the way that we yeah. process food. And, and also, you know, the whole microplastic thing. Remember, plastic is toxic. If you heat something up in plastic, trust me, you are getting plastic toxins, you know, out of it. If you let your water bottle in plastic sit out in the sun, the toxins are getting into your water. You know, so remember that it's a toxic substance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we go, what I want to do is I want to make sure that you quickly touch on these different groups that you're a part of, and then we'll give out your contact info. Folks can also email me here at the, the show, climate report at kvmr.org, and I'll be happy to pass your request or info along to Shirley. Tell us a little bit about Climate Action Now, a Waste Not, and Elders Climate Action, these three different avenues where you're making a difference with other people together, just in case there are listeners that would also like to make more of a difference in a group-like setting. What I realized after a while is, is it's important what I do. So I started out making my own changes and talking to people about changes at a personal level. That's really important. We all have to continue to do that. But then I realized I had to start working at the bigger level. So the uh, Nevada County Climate Action Now is is basically a climate group, and we look at energy and EVs and plastic and you know a bunch of other kinds of, of, of things having to do with the climate crisis. Then uh, the Elders Climate Action is a national organization, and we work on not only you know the climate solutions, but environmental justice. That's a that's a big piece of this. So I work I work with them uh, on a national level. I give a lot of talks on plastic and different things. We also have a local group called the Elders Climate Action Group, and we're a great bunch of people, and and we work with all kinds of climate things. Um, we're starting to do a, a Tuesday noon uh, sign holding thing, you know, and, and so we're, we're active and we also get great discussions. So, you know, it's, we have to work on different levels. And that's what you, you can you, the, you know, the citizen can do is remember, you have to get to your government. You have to write those letters, the Climate Action Now app. Look it up. Climate Action Now is an app that is so easy. You can contact your representatives and the president, everybody really easily on a lot of different subjects. So I really uh, certainly encourage encourage that one. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different levels. We, on the global level, we have a global plastics treaty that's languishing, and we have a global plastic called Break Free from Plastic Pollution <laughs> Act that's languishing uh, at the national level. We really have to write a bunch of letters, and, and it works. I mean, we now have statistics that show it works, uh, and it's important to do. So anyway, yes, contact me. Uh, and probably better through, uh, you know, 
<clears throat> through Martin. Uh, you know, that's the easiest way. You don't need to remember two emails. <laughs> yeah, so climate report at kvmr.org, and I'll be happy to forward your information along to Shirley because what we have definitely learned is this is a crisis of communication, and communicating at a community level is vitally important, as well as reducing our consumption in general is what the science tends to be showing us. Is yes, uh, you know, by the end of this decade, we're supposed to cut our emissions in half, but that turns out to be 7% a year over the course of a decade. So in some research um, literature, they're saying, look, just focus on reducing what you're doing by seven to 10% a year and we'll get there. And we do know that in our society, we tend to overconsume, we tend to waste. And so there's an awful lot of low-hanging fruit to get started with. And so I'm really appreciative of all the work that you're doing, Shirley. Again, I'm joined with Shirley Frericks. She's on the leadership team for the Nevada County chapter of Climate Action Now. She's also a leader for Waste Not Nevada County, a member of the Elders Climate Action. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And uh, I hope come pe- people come see you at the EarthFest event in Nevada Sun- uh, City on Sunday, April 23rd. Thank you, yes, it's gonna be a good event. See you there. That's all for today's Climate Report, broadcasting and podcasting here on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I'm Martin Webb. As always, today's show will be archived and posted to the KVMR website's podcast page for sharing or re-listening. For questions or comments, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org. (laughs) 